Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now it's time for another fabulous episode of... The Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. You're going to tell this listening audience, who adores me? Let's be honest. Oh, behave. Jeff Lutz. I'm spreading my wing. This is me to the nth degree. Wow! Hey! Isn't that exciting? 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. All right, we've got some action for you. This is a Thursday edition, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz co-hosting. Max Power back in our East Wichita studio. We are... In our second day at the Leslie Rudd Learning Center here on the campus of League 42. How do you like that introduction? The Beautiful. campus of yeah, League it's, 42. It's really great. How come you never let the theme song roll a little bit longer like Jim Rome? Build that anticipation a little bit. And here you come in. What is up, Wichita? No, I don't like, like that. that. I don't like that. That's drawing too much attention to himself. And uh, we'll, we'll do he's it. the star of the show. We'll do it and my way. You're well, not, so that makes sense. Uh, uh, well, uh, now that you say that, now that you say it that way, maybe I will ramp up the opening. Well, think about it. Because it would be good to have the star of the show, as you called me. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I did. No, you, well, that's what I heard. Okay. Uh, the star right. of the show, it would make some sense uh, to have him put a little more inflection into the opening. So. Uh, I'll talk to Max about it, maybe get with Tony Deucing, and All we'll right. get back to you. Well, you got a long weekend to think about it, so keep us uh, Yeah, no abreast. show tomorrow, Shocker Baseball. They are uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, where they're playing a couple of ranked teams. Iowa, Virginia, those are the ranked teams, and then they got another game in there against Auburn. Uh, how's that Auburn's for recall? Auburn's not ranked? I know you you were thinking about it. I saw no, I wasn't thinking about it. Oh, you go it. Iowa, Virginia. I did have to think about it, but I came up. Did I you know. know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, you didn't. Auburn. No, I already said Auburn. I know. That's what I'm saying, but I already knew. But I saw you like, oh, those are the ranked teams, and they do have one other game in Jacksonville. But and you didn't know. Of course, that would be the, the other game that they play. They play the- Virginia tomorrow, and that'll be a, an interesting test coming up early in the season for Shocker Baseball. Saturday they uh, they have Auburn and then Sunday they play a ranked Iowa Hawkeyes team. So 
impressive in their season opening series at Little Rock. I'm sure they wish they'd have gotten that game three, but they are two and one in the young season. Uh, Shocker basketball last night took Tulsa to the woodshed. They look good doing it. Kenny Poto, man, if he could play like that, uh, Tulsa's bigs aren't very aren't very good. But Kenny Poto had a good game. So did Colby Rogers. Uh, in fact, they all played well. Uh, I kind of lost interest in the game when they built a twenty-three point lead. Yeah. Uh, I had to. But, uh, but a good win. Uh, now they got to take care of business this weekend against Temple. Because if they lose that game, then everything they got out of the Tulsa win goes out the window. I'm sure they'll probably beat Temple. I had to listen to the game uh, because I don't have ESPNU, as as has been documented on this well, show. Here's what I'd do if I were you. Times. And I'd get like, ESPNU. I'm not going to get ESPNU. There's no absolutely no use or point. Uh, but well, I do want to enjoy ESPNU. Well, good. Then watch it. I I I have no use for ESPNU. In fact. I got a degree from ESPNU. That's how often I, know. I watch it. And uh, anyway, sometimes I'm on a such a higher level that you can't even participate. Well, I don't want to participate. So any anytime it's a anyway, that means man, that was so good. Um, anyway, I want to do. Uh, uh, can I can I finish? Can I get to the sentimental part of the show here briefly? I uh, wanted to welcome back Mike Kennedy to the airwaves after he had to miss the two games in North Carolina. Uh, and I hope he's doing well. I hope he continues to do well and improve. And it was nice to hear him back on the radio last night. Well, we're, thrill we're thrilled to have Mike back on the airwaves. That's where he belongs. He is the voice of Wichita State Athletics and has been for many decades. And uh, we hope Mike continues to improve and our well wishes go out to Mike, his uh, wife, Debbie, and all of his family, and all of his legion of Shocker fans who uh, probably can't, can't imagine uh, the future of Shocker athletics without Mike Kennedy. Exactly, and hopefully that future is, uh, is long, a long way off still. Maybe I'll see if he'll come on to talk to us here in a little while. I'm sure our, our listeners would love that. Uh, before that, however... We do have a shocker guest at 225. Athletic Director Kevin Saul will be on the show. Uh, Jerry Palm joins us at 245. Bracketologist for CBSSports.com. Boy, I'm so fascinated by college basketball this year. My first question is going to be how many teams could win it? Uh, because normally, in normal years, we say, ah, oh, seven or eight. That's the same. I'm going to say 15. I'm going to guess that's going to be Jerry's answer. Well, there's no way to prove that right or wrong, right? So you can no, say, but I'm going to say, say 100 teams could no, win I'm going to say 15. So, but there's no way to, to prove and, that. And I'll tell you who they are. No, I don't want you to. No, I'll tell you. Please don't. You're in my house now. Please. I've been in your house every day. Well, that, that's why. Sometimes I, literally. That's why, I, that's why I take the lead on this. This is things. a neutral site, we'll call it. At 325, Larry Jaster. A uh, former Cardinal pitcher from yesteryear. He's now 80 years old, living in Florida. I talked about him the other day on the show. Jeff tracked him down. Uh, he had a remarkable season in 1966 at the age of 23. He went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the National League Championship Los Angeles Dodgers five times, and he shut them out 
five times. He beat Don Drysdale a couple of times, Claude, Claude Osteen a couple of times, and then he got the best of Don Sutton in the other matchups. Uh, a couple of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. They are, and uh, anytime you can go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, I mean, they, they hit, I guess, but you're really pitching to the offense. But when you out-duel uh, Don Drysdale and Don Sutton, even Claude Osteen, that's something you can hang your hat on. And to do it five times... Well, well, I'm sure we'll get a good perspective yeah, from Larry. Don't sell Claude that. Osteen short. Look him up. I know Claude Osteen. Look no, him up. I don't need to look up That's Claude Osteen. That's what I'll tell you right now. Back in the day, uh, not only was he a good pitcher, but he later coached uh, in the Dodgers organization. May have gotten to the Dodgers. I think he did. was their pitching coach for a time. But I remember him from being a pitching coach in the minor leagues. Can you name... Any other Claude that played in the history of baseball? Claude Lamb. No, I don't think so. Maybe. I think he's a Facebook friend. Claude. Uh, sworn he What about our guy from Wichita U? Claude who? Claude Hendricks. Oh, yeah. Claude Hendricks. Certainly. Outstanding. Yeah, he's one. Way back. Way, way back. 1920s, I believe, is when he played in the big leagues. Yeah, his, his career began in 1911. Ended in 1920. So this guy, yeah, he he's a good-looking guy. They got the picture up. That's one of the things that amazes me about baseball reference. You can go back to the 1800s and click on a guy. They'll probably have a picture of him, which is just unbelievable. Well, they, took, they had cameras. I know. But, you know, I mean, they, 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 in fact, they, they took a lot of pictures. So the camera was so new back then. But why would they have a picture of Mickey When Ke was the Keeler? camera invented? And here they do. There's Mickey Keeler right well, there. Well, Mickey's a good-looking man. You know how many games he played in the big leagues? Five. When and was the have camera invented? I don't know. In the eight in the 1800s, probably. Well, it had to be earlier than that, wasn't it? Well, there's been many iterations of the camera. Well, sure, but to 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 be able to point a device at somebody and get a photo of them. Can you imagine? 1816. When? 1816. Can you imagine how groundbreaking that was? In 1816, sure. I mean sure. that's just uh, that's one of those inventions that you scratch your head about. How, How does that work? It just works. How does anything work? I don't know. I didn't invent it. Otherwise, I would know. Well, I'd love to get a photographer on and talk more in detail. Uh, do we about have it. to? Now there's all kinds. Ansel of Adams was he a photographer or a painter? I don't remember. No, he was an. I, I don't know what he was. Was it even? Was he even a he? Is Ansel Adams a yeah, woman? Yeah, it's a he. It's really hard to know these days. Well, I know. I mean, that's an obvious one. He was a photographer and uh, environmentalist. Good for him. So there you go. Uh, I had okay. What? I had lunch with my friend uh, David Michael Hahn. How was that? How how is David Michael? Oh, he's DMH, as I call him. Well, as do I. That's what I have him in my phone as DMH. One of the great uh, human oh. beings on this earth. What did you What did you talk about? Did I stuff. come up? No. No, be honest. Uh, was, I, was I brought up? I don't believe you were. No. He didn't ask. How's your dad doing? He didn't. Uh, he didn't say. I enjoy your dad. No, uh, didn't, nothing didn't like that. Didn't get into any of that, huh? No. Where'd you go? Sazon. Who? Sazon. Where's that? It's by WSU across the street, sort of. On Good place? Oh, yeah, it's amazing. What they? What do you like there? I get the uh, chicken burrito. 
Of course. Oh, of course. Nothing adventurous. Why do I need to be adventurous? I don't know. You go to a place like that, you, tr you try some things. Well, David Michael Hahn, you've seen him eat. What'd he get? He'll try anything. He's. Well, I think he's don't gotten, you admire that about him? I think him? he's gotten everything on the menu at some time or don't another. Don't you admire that about him? Yeah, because, you know, we talk, and I don't mean to disparage our friend Jason Duda, but we talk about how much he's into Duda food. Duda came up? No, but I'm, I'm just making a comparison. We talk about Duda and his love for food, but when we talk to him, it's like, well, I get this there and I get this there. He's got very select few dishes that he really enjoys. David Michael Hahn will literally eat anything. You put it in front of what him. What was the bet you made that you'll eat anything if Iowa State gets to the final four? Yeah, that's right. Max, I hope you have that written down because I'm going to ask Jerry Palm specifically about the site. Well, I'm sure he'll say they have a chance. I'm not – I am not a no, diplomatic you, person. Would you, would you make the bet, Jerry, to eat anything against Iowa State getting to the Final Four? What kind of a bet do you think that is? Especially since there's no other side of the bet. Right. It's just, I'll bet you. Uh, that's how confident I am. That's how uh, willing I am to make you look bad with your prediction that I'll put basically my life on the line. Wonder what we should try to get you to eat. Well, um, you can think of it till the cows come home. How about sardines? Yeah, <laughs> there it is, Max. I'm not. I I retract. No, no. I retract that. No, no. I'm not doing it. No, you said you'd eat anything. Mm, I said I don't know if I said that, that. was the best. I don't know if those were Max my exact words. That's Max too bad. has it. You know he saves stuff. No, I think he. I think he probably edited that one. That's probably uh, Max, doc did you, doctored. Max, did you save that soundbite? Takes Max a while to get it everything does. turned on. You should know by now that it, we're probably going to go. Yeah, to just him. keep it on, Max. Uh, is he even listening? No, he's watching hockey from the 1970s. Is he talking to somebody else? Is he over visiting with, with uh, Ted Woodward? I don't know. Does that, what does that say about our show? That he trusts us that much or that we bore him to tears? Is he in meeting with Tony uh, Deucing, our program director, potentially uh, being, you know, perhaps let go? I don't know what, what Max. What if he said, let's take a break right now? Would he? No, he wouldn't be ready. And it's not time to take a break. I know it's not, but uh, this is called, you have to be ready. This is called first and 20. We open every show with a 10-yard penalty. That's how I feel. That's my chip on my shoulder. And that would be you put your at, presence? Yeah. You put the me penalty? At, the, okay. at the 15-yard line uh, instead of the 25, and it's first and 20, and by God, I'm going to get a first down no matter what it takes. Isn't the dumbest rule in sports? That's how I look at it. Isn't the dumbest rule in sports that you just get to start a quarter of the way down the field? Why? Why? Exactly. Why? Do, they, do, do batters bat from second base? I mean, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. If, well, I mean, they've only been doing it forever. I know, but if we invented football today and we said, by the way, if that ball you kick goes into that big period part of the field at the end of it, then you just get to move up 25 yards. Why? Well, I don't have a problem with it. You want scoring in the game. I understand. You don't want teams to have to drive 90 yards every time they touch the ball. And if, I, if, I do. And it's a field position game. 
So if you start at the 25, you're going to have a better field position game. You start at the 5, is that what you're saying, or the goal? What what kind of idiocy? What are you saying? Maybe the 10 at most. So, and then you, do, you go 3 and out, and you got to punt it. The other team gets it at the 50. They come in and score. That's not fair. It's a good. This it's is the most fair way to do it. Quarter Again, of the way down the field? You have not thought about this before you threw it yes, out there. Yes, I have. I've you thought about David it David Michael lot. Hahn at lunch. I'll have the soy and the the the, the chicken burrito and thank you. Is what and was instead good. of giving some thought to what you're going to say on radio that day. No, you've I've thought this for a long time. They get to go. So what a do you do about what I just said? Don't. Who cares? Take the ball instead of kicking it, or kick it instead of taking the ball. Maybe that changes the strategy at the coin flip. Instead of oh, but oh, it gives the, it gives a team a. a Incredible advantage. No, no, it doesn't. Of course it does. The defensive team, well, we kick it in the end zone. They start at the 10. We got it. Absolutely. That team will win 85% of the game. I bet scoring would go up. Oh, what Cause a Because ter- they'd pass here's, more. Here's what you do. You dig in your heels when you're wrong. I'm not wrong. Tell me it makes sense that a team gets to start it makes a sense. quarter of the way down the field. Of course it makes sense. 25% of the way they just get to go. Well, of course it makes sense. No, it doesn't. It's a beautiful rule. I love everything about the rule. I hate it. And every football fan in the world is admonishing you right now. No, they're not. As they drive in their car, they listen at home. Because that's I a, just got a text. Uh, Why is this guy on the air? Because that's a knee-jerk reaction that people want to have because it's tradition and, well, that's the way it's always been. And uh, Why do you go to that voice? Why is that your go-to voice? Why is yours? I mean, you sound... (laughs) Arguments based on tradition, lame. Uh, There's always a better way to do things. I don't agree. I don't agree that there's any better way to uh, go about football than if you kick the ball into the end zone, the other team gets the ball to 25. It used Remember, to be the 20. To be what was 20. wrong with that? Because they want more scoring. They want more action. That's why. They want fewer kickoff returns. You don't want to watch a team drive 90 yards every time. No, You want teams to score. Then why do we complain about that in the NBA? Like, what is the point what? of sport? It's a score. Right. And what is the point of sports fandom? To enjoy what you're watching. But, oh, in the NBA, they don't play any defense. And, oh, well, look at these scores. Well, in the NFL, they free. do play defense. Who? Every team tries. Every team tries in the, in NBA, the NBA. there's very little attempt at defense. You know why? Because it's very hard to play defense Until in Until you NBA. get to the regular season. In baseball, you're forced. You, 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 of course you're trying to play defense. The NBA doesn't welcome the idea of defense. Because the season's so long, and there's the players are so good offensively that then why are some, some players point you really good tired. defensively? You, you are over. Why is Drew Holiday really good defensively I would, and I would offensively? Say this: If you're driving through, and I haven't gone to this in a while, you don't have answers. If you're driving through Wichita on I-135, right outside here, uh, the Leslie Rudd Learning Center, and you're driving through, and you're from where uh manitoba why or, or you're from uh you know southern uh, north dakota what and why not just south dakota well, I, I don't know i like southern north dakota and if you're driving through here and you're listening to this guy you're saying to yourself 
This might be the worst radio this, host this guy at I've least, ever heard. This guy has some ideas. This guy has a, a way of thinking that isn't just by the book and conventional. And you wouldn't be wrong, by the way, in saying that. I agree. Fortunately, I balance it out. With, uh, with just, uh, well, we just give it to them wherever they want it, really. Why don't they just get to name where they start from? That would be fun. That, w- that would increase scoring. This is just awful. Just saying. All right. Well, it's first and 20. Let's go. We got Max, how are you more. today? Is Max with us yet? We're going to take a break. I'm, I've been here all along. Okay. Well, we asked you to comment on the, my, on the Iowa State prediction. Remember? Yes. Well, why to, didn't you? I, I was trying to find it. There you go. He's trying to find the alleged, trying to find the sound alleged clip that we. We'll play it at three o'clock. Well, maybe. Yeah, no, we will. Do you Max remember will the find d- it. Do you remember the day you made it? I don't yeah, think it was it, a couple days ago. I don't think it happened. It was earlier this week. Was that? I the, think it was Monday. Oh, the, if it uh, happens. Oh, the final four prediction. Yeah. Yeah, I there can you find go. it. I'll find it. Yeah, Max has got it. In the meantime, we'll take a break. When we come back, Kevin Saul, the athletic director, Wichita State will join us. They pounded Tulsa last night. Not much of a crowd at Coke Arena. I saw some photos. Lots of uh, emptiness. And I want to see what Kevin has to say about that. Uh, we'll be back. The Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Kevin Saul, here he is, the athletic director at Wichita State University. Kevin Saul joins the show. Kevin, welcome. Hi, Bob. How are you? Jeff, hope things are well. We're doing well. We appreciate you coming on. It's good to visit with you. Shockers with a uh, resounding win last night at home against Tulsa. 
that had to be good for your eyes, right? <laughs> I think it was good for a lot of people's eyes, maybe their hearts. And uh, you might even go souls, Bob. It was good to see. I think um, for those of us that are, are in it day in and day out, um, the, the capabilities have never been in question. It really is just a question of responding well in the flow and, and putting it all together for 40 minutes, and I feel like we did that. A couple of shaky spots against their press, but I thought for the most part we handled that well. So unless uh... – no, I won't. I won't. I'll reframe the question. So, uh, how much can an can an end of a season run wash out what happened previously? Is that something that that is possible? Do you have to take it, you know, on the whole by the whole picture, or can you still feel good about a season if you finish it well? Well, I, again, I, I, Jeff, this is I hope not to sound clicheish, but um, at the end of the day. We we are who we are at this point, right? 20, 27 games in, and the the reason why we started the call today with um, a, a a good note in terms of uh, being a resounding win is that obviously we've had some struggles competitively, but all the lessons that are learned along the way um, when you when you uh, when you fall eight consecutive times. Um, you learn a lot about yourselves, and I would I would submit that in most of our lives, personally and professionally, that you learn a lot more from failure than you do success. And it takes time to build and grow things. I think back to and look back to you know somebody like Christy Breadbender's first two or three years at Wichita State. Um, certainly, challenges uh, existed as you're build, building your program and trying to establish your culture and do all those things. So. For me, Jeff, it's part of the journey. Um, the question is, is, is do you look at consistent improvement towards uh, throughout the year? And again, I think when you're results-oriented only, um, that's a lens through which you can certainly uh, make an evaluation. Uh, and nobody's into moral victories, but at the end of the day, if you're looking at uh, progressive um, improvement, over the course of the season in different areas, then I think that has to, to, to play into account your evaluation. So we'll take a big picture approach to it. There's still a lot of basketball to play and certainly uh, feel real good about the way they performed last night. I think we've got an opportunity to do some nice things here over the next couple of weeks before we get to uh, the AAC tournament. Kevin Saul, our guest, Wichita State Athletic Director. So I've been listening to conversations, uh, some, some very interesting ones. Uh, concerning college athletics, uh, the transfer portal, NIL. We've talked at length about all of that. Uh, how much, Kevin, at the Wichita State level and then above the Wichita State level, let's say the Power Five, how much is academics still a, a part of college athletics? I don't want to say that it feels like in some ways it's kind of become uh, lost in the shuffle, uh, because these athletes are able to transfer multiple times. I don't know how it works to carry their hours over. I don't know how any of that works. Uh, but is academics still a, a, a top priority across college athletics? Well, let, let me short answer you from my perspective. Absolutely, yes. At the end of the day, what statistics haven't changed, Bob, is less than 2% of the half a million uh, intercollegiate athletic student athletes across the country are going to play professionally in their sport, which means 
they've got to have uh, um, a solid pathway established. We've got to develop them from a career and professional development, personal development perspective. So I think because the national narrative has been focused for the last two years so much on NIL and the transfer portal and uh, transformation throughout the NCAA governance process, I think that's where it gets lost, but at the end of the day, the importance of the the degree, the lifetime earning potential that comes with a degree is no more different than it was 10 years ago. And I will brag, I'll take this opportunity to brag on our student athletes, Bob. We we, we talked about on your show before, we, we set some pretty aggressive uh, academic strategic goals. And we have been a department that's been 37 consecutive semesters of a 3.0 GPA or better. Uh, that's as of this last fall. And two years ago, we set a goal that over the course of 10 semesters on a five-year strategic plan, we wanted to be a 3.3 department, five out of the 10 of those semesters. We've done that three times now. So we've got two more to accomplish that goal. And we set a goal to, to be a 3.4 department once in those 10 semesters because we'd never done it before in the history of our program. And we've done it now two consecutive semesters. Last spring in 23, we were a 3.406. This last fall, we were a 3.45 with program high semester GPAs in baseball, softball, and men's basketball. So it, it will continue to be of great importance to any department that, uh, that I'm blessed to have an opportunity to lead and, and because we understand the importance of that to our young people's lives when they lead us. So I I know my my dad said he was going to ask you about uh, attendance at basketball games and I'll uh, ask my own question in in that regard. There was a coach before Isaac Brown that's kind of persona non grata. I know you know who I'm talking about, but I think one reason why he still a little bit resonates, uh, not just the winning, but because he made the community feel like they were a part of it. Uh, it almost made it almost even about the fans. Uh, they really took on this us versus the world mentality when when that person was here. And how much how important do you think something like that is to really be a, a, a unifying voice in the community for a coach? And obviously winning solves a lot of, of, of perceived weaknesses. But how much do you think a coach needs to also be uh, a face of the franchise type? Well, I think everybody has a different style, and, and I think it is incredibly important. Um, I, I think we've shown that priority in the last year and a half, Jeff, in terms of one of the first things that we did was we invited our fans uh, in over the course of that summer of 22, and and we asked very direct questions about their, their uh, game day and event experiences, the driveway-to-driveway -driveway experiences from traffic, parking, ticket seating, concessions, restroom, all of those things. We got 170 unique pieces of feedback, and we've been working really diligently uh, to, to take care of a lot of those. I think we're at about 110 of those 170 uh, that have been solved or rectified at this point in time. You know, when, when Coach Mills came in in March, obviously it was uh, – an incredibly busy time trying to build a roster late in the process um, at Wichita State. And um, certainly Coach Mills has done, a, I think, a great job in terms of the, uh, the public appearances, whether that be at a, a golf tournament. Uh, we've hosted a handful of, of really nice events in coordination with some businesses uh, in the community. We did one at Hutton. We did one at uh, SPT Architecture. Um, and, and he's very, very engaging in those settings. We've hosted people in the Champions Club. We've 
uh, we've raised money for NIL. And uh, I think he's done a really nice job there. But I, I do understand that folks have different styles as well. And I think it's a collective effort in combination with our coaching staff and our administration. Kevin Saul with us, athletic director, Wichita State. So back to the attendance. Uh, I was not at the game last night. I did see photos. There, there were not a ton of people there. Attendance has dropped throughout the struggles of this basketball team. How, how difficult is that, Kevin, to uh, reestablish? I know winning will certainly uh, take uh, will certainly help some of that. But what else goes into trying to trying to make sure that Coke Arena is more full? Yeah, great question. I think we, we touched on a little bit of that. We've got to make sure that we're catering our game day experience as much as we can to the fans because every athletic director in the country is going to talk to you about the impact of in-venue attendance uh, that we've seen through COVID uh, when folks were watching games at home that we've seen now with the onset of uh, significant resources in streaming where you can watch a game. Um, in the middle of nowhere on your phone. And so obviously we've got to create an experience that people want to be a part of. And certainly winning is a part of that, but also the, the fan experience is a significant part. I think about our community of, of, of Wichita, right? We, we, we talk with our players about who do we play for, you know? And I think that's a handful of answers that you're going to get. They play for the, their families and themselves. They play for the guys in the locker room. They play for the community and they play for uh, future shockers that are going to be sitting in their locker that are going to be wearing their jerseys and so what does that mean from a community standpoint I think people want to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves so success is a critical uh, component to that element but I think about the city of Wichita and going way back um, agricultural roots um, aviation roots engineering uh, innovation entrepreneurial uh, spirit that has been um, a, a long-standing component and element of our community and I think folks want to be a part of something and 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 follow teams that uh, that that resonate with them so obviously we've got to take that blue-collar approach we've got to be able to play uh, a style of basketball similar to last night that resonates with our fans and I, I again Bob I think there's so many different aspects and layers to it um, it's not any one particular thing. Winning is a part of it, but also playing in such a way that resonates with folks uh, that they want to be a part of it and providing an experience that they want to be a part of. We're seeing a lot more younger children um, in, in the arenas. We've adjusted tip times to 630 to try and accommodate families and young kids as well. So uh, we'll continue to take a kind of a shotgun approach at it and uh, see if we can target as many things as possible to maximize attendance. I was going to mention, and this will be the last uh, question I have for you. Well, I, got I, a, gonna, I got a question. I was going to mention the uh, the age of the crowd uh, because the Shocker fan base has been historically a little older. You mentioned that uh, young kids are starting starting to come. How important is it to continue to engage and, and to grow the engagement uh, with the students? Because I, I watch a lot of games on TV, and and so many of these crowds just have so many students who are making a ton of noise and being raucous and, and all that stuff. So how does that uh, move forward? I think we've got to be able to successfully engage um, our fan base at, at all demographics and ages, Bob. I, last night was a, a Greek night at, uh, at the Tulsa game, and I, I think we had probably two or 300 students 
uh, there that that had a significant impact on the game. When you look at at ticket pricing, one of the things that we're looking at is can we offer a more affordable entry point uh, for season tickets and single game tickets in in the upper deck end zones for young alumni, for uh, young professionals, um, so that we can engage folks at at, at all different um, uh, at all different spots uh, in, in their lives, right? Whether they're they're young graduates, whether they're young professionals, whether they're middle aged or or retired, we want to be able to try and provide an experience um, and opportunities for all of those folks. All right, we didn't even get to baseball. We'll do that next time. Kevin, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on and talk uh, Shocker Athletics with us. We'll catch up soon. Thanks so much for having me on the show, guys. Go Shockers. Thanks. Kevin Saul, Athletic Director, Wichita State. Here's Jerry Palm from CBSSports.com, bracketologist. Jerry, hello. Welcome. Hi. How's it going? Well, we're doing well. We always look forward to talking with you annually about uh, college basketball. So I'll make the I'll make the statement this year, coming off a, a Final Four last year that included San Diego State and Florida Atlantic, uh, both teams that kind of came out of nowhere. How likely is that to be the case again this year? I know it's very hard to predict, but would anybody be <laughs> surprised if we had a couple teams like that again? Probably, yeah. I mean, it's. It was unusual, you know, it's surprising for last year for a reason. You know, it's just, you don't normally get eight seeds in the Final Four. Uh, you know, uh, Florida or San Diego State, I think, was a five. It's just uh, UConn was a four, um, but they were probably, a, well, a, a better team than that. They didn't have a better season than that. They didn't necessarily deserve a better seed, but they were a better team than that. And then, um, so, yeah, we had a – Gosh, no ones, no twos. Uh, yeah, it was. That's an unusual thing. So yes, it would be surprising if that happened again. So you know, when there's this much parity in college basketball, and especially in the big conferences where it seems like anybody can beat anybody on a given night, does does the math and and analytics and and things that uh, you look at does that make it more clear, or can that even almost sometimes add to the fuzziness of it all, and you don't always know what to make of that either? Well, the thing that's really odd this year is how much trouble teams are having on the road. Uh, we have uh, like the percentage for teams that were ranked in the top 10 playing on true road games are winning at only about 40%. And normally it's well north of 50. So that's the, that's kind of unusual. And one of the things that the committee looks for is, you know, your ability to, to win, especially NCAA tournament uh, over NCAA tournament type teams away from home. Now that could be neutral courts also, um, but yeah, the the difficulty teams have had winning on the road this year, especially in conference play, has been a little bit surprising, and it's going to make as uh, it'll make the committee's job a little bit harder because you you're looking for those wins and there's fewer of them this year. Jerry Palm with us, CBSSports.com. Is there a, a popular theory as to why? There's been this downturn and teams being able to go on the road and win games. Well, lately, anytime there's a something goes against trend, uh, everybody just says, "Well, it's NIL and transfer portal." 
Um, I don't know if we have enough data to support that, uh, but because uh, it's really only been a couple of years where that's had a great deal of influence in college sports, but that that seems to be the go-to for anything that's a little bit different. Um, well, I don't have a better answer than that, but I'm not sure that's the right answer either. I can't connect those dots, so I I, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, Jeff. exactly. So, yeah, I was just wondering uh, to use the Big Twelve as as an example, and I guess a specific example. How difficult do you imagine that league will be to kind of sort through next year when they add Arizona and Colorado and Utah, uh, and I guess to a lesser extent Arizona State? But these three teams that could be powerhouses from uh, from year to year, any given year, adding them to a mix where. Even the best teams are going to lose seven, eight conference games, most likely. How 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 do you sort through something like that? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this happens with the committee because, you know, you're talking about an 18-team league. Oklahoma, Texas are out. So, um, Ed, would that make it 16 or 18? <laughs> 16, I believe. I can't keep it. Yeah, he was... yeah, so the Big Ten is going to be 18. The SEC is going to be 18. The Big 12 is still going to be 16. It's going to be difficult. I mean, conference standings don't mean anything anyway in, as far as the selection process because you're judged on your entire season. But when you've got that many teams in the conference and you're only playing home-and-home uh, home against maybe two or three other teams in the league, it's it's going to be really – conference standings are going to tell you absolutely nothing. Um, and your conference schedule could be really important. Uh, to, for bubble teams in particular, in terms of trying to make the NCAA tournament, it's uh, the committee's job. I think is going to be a lot harder because you just don't have, you know, the interplay among teams in the same conferences that you're used to seeing, and um, and teams maybe not having as good an opportunity. Talking to college basketball with Jerry Palm from CBSSports.com. I do the show daily, Jerry, with my son, and we argue a lot. I don't know if you have sons, but I, if you, I would guess you argue three, with them if you actually. do. There you go. Well, they can gang up on you. That's not fair. Uh, so I made the statement earlier this week that I viewed Iowa State. I watch them a lot. I watch a lot of Big 12. I view Iowa State as a serious Final Four threat. My son, in response, said if they make the Final Four, he would eat anything of my choosing. Uh, how outlandish is it for Iowa State to get to the Final Four? Oh, I don't think it's outlandish at all. Did you see the teams that made it last year? Um, exactly. It's, uh, hey, you said that would be surprising, though. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. I mean, I think no, Iowa I hear State you. is a little bit different this year. The thing about Iowa State is in many years – it seems like they're a home court hero, you know. So then they get off their home court, they they don't do as well, uh, and then they get to the NCAA tournament and they don't have home court there either. And you know maybe it's not going so well. But this year's team seems built a little different. They've been more successful away from home. Uh, they're uh, they're a very defensive oriented team, which is typical, uh, but uh, better at it. They have really good guards. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that Iowa State can make a run. Obviously, the matchups matter for everybody, not just them. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, I, I like their prospects this year better than I have in other years. I know this isn't the the right way to to look at it, and certainly it's not going to be the way you look at it because it's more emotional than anything. But 
as I get older, I just feel like I got to go based on history. And until Iowa State does it, they're a team that throughout my lifetime has lost more games as a higher seed than it seems like they've won. And I'm sure that's not the case, but they're a team that usually goes out early. It's not that I don't think they have the talent. It's just that it seems like there are about five or six or seven or eight teams, maybe at the most from year to year who are going to win it. And they're never in that mix. So I just feel like if it never happened, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> well, I don't know off the top of my head what their uh, history is. Um, I don't think of them as being higher seeded very often, though. Um, so I could, but I could be wrong about that too. Uh, Iowa State. Um, I mean, it's the problem with history with college basketball is going off of that is that you know college sports are transient you know the players come and go and it's not like the nba where you often have a lot of guys that stick around for a long time you know this is a a different animal so it's uh, i don't know that it's i i wouldn't get too wrapped up in history because history can change pretty easily jerry palm with us uh, we mentioned earlier uh san diego state getting to a final four last year they have another really good team and they're in a conference that is vastly overachieved any expectations uh, we had for the Mountain West this year. How real is the power in that conference? Oh, um, they're really good. Yeah, the, I've been watching quite a bit of it this year. Um, they've got six teams that are all capable of winning at least one game in the NCAA tournament and, and a couple that could go even further. Uh, San Diego State, again, really good this year. Um, some of the same guys back, but not all of them. Uh, but they are what they are. Uh, you, you know, they're a good defensive team. They're, everybody's built like a linebacker. Uh, they're, they're really strong, and um, they're, they're tough to beat. But Utah State's good. Colorado State is good. You know, those three, I, I would not be surprised to see any, if not all of them, in the Sweet 16. Now, they may not be seeded for it. Um, but I think that they have a decent chance of making that kind of a run. Um, but uh, and then you know New Mexico, Nevada, Boise State. Um, uh, New Mexico's talented. They just haven't shown much off their home floor yet. Um, so I'm a little more leery of them. Uh, and Boise State and Nevada, I think, are a little bit more limited, but could still win a game uh, if not to in the NCAA tournament. So we've seen a, a school like Cincinnati. They're certainly not all the way there yet by any stretch, but it seems like they're in position to once again become nationally relevant going from the American to to the Big 12. Is there a school, uh, a, new, a new school in the American that uh, can make a revitalization similar to that? Maybe not to that level, but in, is there any program that's well-positioned? Because right now, South Florida, Charlotte, they wouldn't even be at large teams most likely. No, it's South Florida leads the league, um, so yeah. they're in my bracket as the automatic qualifier. But they're they don't have a realistic shot at an at-large team. No, the the team that's new to the league that is best positioned to be successful, Florida Atlantic. Um, you know, because they were in Conference USA last year, uh, made a run to the Final Four, of course. Uh, have most of those guys back. Um, you know, the the problem for you know most of the teams in the American is that when you have success, people start coming after your coach. So Florida Atlanta coach Dusty May um, may be getting calls from, say, Indiana here, which is his alma mater, 
uh, sometime soon if they decide to cut ties with Mike Woodson after another pretty miserable underachieving season at IU. Um, it's uh, I, I don't think they're going to do it this year, but you know that he's the kind of a guy that is going to be you know very sought after this off season, and if he doesn't move next off season or whenever the Indiana job opens up, um, they'll be he'll be their first call. So it's still going to be a league that's going to have a hard time holding on to coaches. Memphis is the exception because of Penny Hardaway, the current coach, um, is uh, not going to leave for another job, uh, although at some point they may decide to try another coach anyway. Well, they had one of their good games last night against Charlotte, so we'll see. Jerry Palm, yeah, boy, last that, question. Four games. Go ahead. Yeah. If I had to press you and ask you to pick the most likely Final Four lock, who would you pick? Well, I'd like to see the draw first. Um, UConn. <laughs> there you go. Because of their guards. Of- well, and they they know how to do it. I mean, they've got you know they're, this team. It's obviously not the same team as last year. They've lost a few guys off of that team, but. Um, they haven't really lost a beat. Um, that, it's, that's, a, that's a team that now knows how to do it and how to get there. Uh, the team that, for me, is going to be the most interesting is Purdue because of how bad it ended for them last year. And you know, now you've got all of, almost all of that team back. And they've added Lance Jones, who's been a real spark plug for them on both ends of the floor. Uh, and it's a team that's really fixated on uh, postseason success. So I'll, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do. Jerry, great stuff. I uh, really appreciate you coming on our radio show, and uh, best of luck uh, as we get ready for a really busy period of time here. Thank you, Jerry. All right, thanks. Thanks. All right, Jerry Palm from CBSSports.com. Uh, we'll return. Mike Kennedy will join us at about 3.40 today. And so we look forward to that, voice of the Shockers, uh, as he's uh, battling some health issues. Uh, Michael battle it, and we'll talk to him coming up later in the show. Larry Jaster, who in 1966 pitched five shutouts against the Los Angeles Dodgers, will join us from Florida coming up at 3.25 today. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.